Welcome to Public Sector Changemakers, your door to the very heart of digital transformation within the public sector. In every episode, we'll be deep diving into the public sector, one project at a time. We'll discuss the challenges it faces and the modern solutions we're creating. Your guides on this tour? Me, your host, Damien Davis, Senior Director of Product Management at ServiceNow. And on every episode, I will be joined by a Devo Team consultant plus one of Devo Team's esteemed clients to discuss a mutual project from both sides. Together, we'll go back to the start of some groundbreaking projects, how they came about, how they came to Devo Team, will then explore their present solutions and trace their impact before forecasting the evolving strategies of tomorrow. Prepare to explore riveting narratives, global case studies, spotlighting how Devo Team's clients are harnessing the power of ServiceNow to champion change and improve the public sector. This is the Public Sector Changemakers podcast, where the future of the public sector meets the stories of today. Welcome aboard. On today's episode of Public Sector Changemakers, we sit down to case study the city of Copenhagen, the largest workplace in Denmark with 45,000 plus employees, 3,000 managers, several companies, communities, and we're gonna be covering the unique challenges they face in the public sector and how ServiceNow and Devo team are helping them overcome digital transformation. I am delighted to welcome Suzanne Nina Hansen, Head of Automation and Development for Corporate Services in the city of Copenhagen, and Casper Grewell, Sales Director at Devo Team. Hello, Suzanne. Hello, everybody. Happy to be here and tell us our story today. And hello, Casper. Hi, Damien. Hi, Susanne. Nice to be here. It's going to be fun. It is indeed. And you're both here, really, to shed light on the nuances of digital transformation within the public sector. We're going to discuss challenges, learnings, we're going to share invaluable insights from the very epicenter of the industry. I'm Damien Davis, Senior Director of Product Management at ServiceNow, and I'm the host of the Public Sector Changemakers podcast. Let's get started. Susanna, we touched on it a little in the intro, but for our listeners, could you give us a quick rundown of the city of Copenhagen, what you do, how does it all work together and why? It's the largest workplace, as you said, in Denmark. We have over 45,000 employees and around 3,000 managers, local managers. And it's actually a quite complex organization, not only because it's a public and political organization, but we have seven communities that have each their own mayors and their own decision ranks and politics. And as a shared service center where we have to service all of that efficient. So it's really like seven different rules for employment or whatever. And I have an organization that actually works with improving the administrative processes and building up service now in the organization. And we have maybe a hundred plus different administrative processes that are supported by our my division and by ServiceNow in the organization. And that changes, I would say, almost every day. <laughs> Great. And Casper, talk us through a little bit about your role from Devo Team in the City of Copenhagen project. When did you get bought in? Well, actually, it started back when Susanne asked for assistance in a nice public tender. And we were involved in that process and uh, were lucky and fortunate and skilled enough to, to win it. So that was basically my introduction to the City of Copenhagen back then. Kasper, I'll stay with you. What were your initial thoughts and your first steps when you were brought into the project? My first thought was, uh, wow, they are super ambitious about what they're looking to achieve. And that, you know, that is still the case. All these years later, it's ambition that's driving a lot of these initiatives. 
And Suzanne, talk us through, you know, the challenges that the city of Coburn have faced, you know, back in the past. And how did you used to work before using ServiceNow? Well, we stood on a really complex platform, an old CRM system that was both outdated technology-wise, but also very expensive, not very (laughs) user-friendly, but also that we lacked competences and also had a growing demand for efficiency and quality. And we couldn't get everything to meet in a good way. So we had to do something. For example, if we wanted to change the outline of an email in our system, it could take up to a month to do that because we had only one developer external. So it's just said that the speed was also a key issue to do something. So what led you to choose to implement ServiceNow and to leverage Devo team to help solve those problems? I think that one of the reasons we wanted to use ServiceNow was that our IT department used ServiceNow. It's always great to have a common interest in the system you want to use, but also we wanted to do something that was flexible and was easy to implement and configure so that actually speed but also compliance to rules changing. We had rules changing like overnight. We have a lot of other systems in the city of Copenhagen, very good, but large SAP systems that if you want to make a change, it takes six months to a year and you definitely don't get what you want. You get some part of what you want. So we wanted a very flexible system where we could get exactly what we want, the way we wanted it and quick. Great, Suzanne. And Casper, you know, obviously you mentioned the tender. So what solutions did you offer the city of Copenhagen for these problems that Suzanne's just talked about? That's a good question, Damien. In reality, Suzanne was already in love with the platform. So uh, that was a given, of course. And then they had, you know, sent out this very, very well-documented, let's call it a pre-analysis, where all of the uh, processes that the uh, shared services center were running currently and what their ambitions were in terms of getting them onto the new service platform, which equals ServiceNow. I think the trick we did was, in addition to our strongly skilled ServiceNow consultants being part of a proposal, we also included our SMEs in the, in the various domains. So people able to actually understand from a process perspective, what is it that the city of Copenhagen is looking to achieve? And then building a bridge to the functional side and ServiceNow, in my opinion, is what did the trick for us back then starting out. And clearly, I think it's fair to say it's been quite successful. Suzanne, you've spoken at ServiceNow's knowledge conference, you've actively participated in Devo Team's marketing materials. You've put your name to a blog post, to a case study. This is obviously great because we love to hear about success stories. But if we fast forward from that past success to today, can you walk us through, you know, how is the city of Copenhagen using ServiceNow today? Today, actually, we use it as our core system. So I say, if you have a process, if you have a task, you can do it in ServiceNow. And just because you can do it, you don't have to do it. Of course, I have a very good payroll system. I don't want to build that into ServiceNow because then I own the payroll system. But my payroll system is, for example, not very user-friendly and is not intuitive. So what I actually do is I make everybody in the city of Copenhagen who has to work with administrative process, their core system should be ServiceNow and nothing else. So I try to avoid them to work in other systems. So we use integrations and actually use ServiceNow as like a kind of layer 
on top of other core systems so that we can control the environment and the way they work and how it looks and feels so they don't have to learn the logic of, for example, 10 different systems, but only have to be in one system and be safe about that. That's great. So what impact would you say it's had on the city and how it runs day to day for employees and the impact on citizens? It has a great impact, both on the financial side of it. We are, of course, in it for the money, but also for the employees. It's really difficult in today's market to find core competences into administration. Young people today want to work in something that is intuitive, intelligent, and helps them, and not the opposite. And a lot of IT systems that are designed in the 90s are definitely not that. And if we want to be an attractive workplace, we have to give them some better tools to do their job. And that is where we see that ServiceNow also can help us in that strategy. Fantastic. So Casper, you know, from the Devo team perspective, what would you say describes your ongoing role with the city of Copenhagen? Our ongoing role is to support Susanne and her team in the best possible way, which means that the team we have allocated to the city has been part of uh, you know, the journey since almost the beginning, actually. So they are you know, trusted by the organization. In addition to delivering what they asked to do, they are advising on how to do stuff from a technical perspective. Susanne and the team is also deeply involved in ServiceNow roadmaps. And we are part of that discussion as well to support them. So in essence, I think what really, really works well here is it's a lot of people that from both sides that enjoy working together. They have the same goals that are looking to achieve. It's a true joint collaboration where we work together on implementing new processes, new features in the platform to the benefit of the city. Fantastic. And, you know, if I may be so bold, how would you describe the city of Copenhagen having benefited from working with Devotee? What have you helped them achieve? Maybe to start just at a different place, because Susanna spoke at a lot of events uh, a few months ago, where she told about, you know, the change that the shared services has been through, the organizational change as an impact of basically having service now implemented. So moving from uh, having a lot of employees, and then what we call them HK workers, so basically administrative personnel doing uh, case management, and now Susanna has a different organization as well academic people that are working with the business, uh, mapping processes, translating that into requirements and building it on the platform. So skills that were not present before are now the dominating skills in the organization. My reflection is that seeing that transformation from an organizational perspective, it's been truly inspirational and it's really, really interesting to see how technology can drive an organizational change if it's done the right way. And that's our part, I think, helping facilitate the transformation done the right way. That's been our part in this collaboration. So Suzanne, do you consider yourself transformed? Is the project delivered or is it ongoing? Oh, it's still ongoing and it will be ongoing for many years. But I think we have succeeded with a transformation, but also because I think we are the business. So my department is not an IT department. We are the business department. So we are close to business and have focused on what are the needs and what is happening there. What are their maturity? What are they ready to cope with for the next step? And then we try to do that. And ServiceNow is one of our tools to do that. But I'm not protectionistic about it should always be ServiceNow or how we should do it. But I'm more into what are the problems in the business and then how can we fix that? 
And that's where I also see that our partnership with Devo team is really great because we have some wishes, we have some ideas of how to do it. And then as I used to see my tech geeks at Devo team, they really know the system very well, as well as we also have a good cooperation with ServiceNow to how can we then use the system in the right way so that we could obtain these goals in a great way. It's funny you mentioned that because Casper, I know you have an opinion on cool tech and nerdy stuff, but you know, how would you say today you're working with Suzanne towards project delivery? What would you say is still left to achieve? Oh, that's a big question. I mean, in terms of our collaboration, we are at a good place and have been for a while. And Susanna is, you know, she's our greatest salesperson. So they, you know, talk to the organization all the time, get input on new processes being put into the platform, etc., etc. So I think as long as we are supportive in that bit and help them achieve what they want and the business case remains solid, I think we're in a good position. It's a great segue to talk about the future plan, Suzanne. I mean, could you perhaps give us some insights on what you're planning to further implement with ServiceNow in the future? We actually want ServiceNow to be like the standard tool in the city of Copenhagen as a whole, if you have something to do with processes. I am the owner of the administrative processes, you can say, but that's only in this yet service context. So the city of Copenhagen have 45,000 employees. Maybe half of them are actually case workers doing something with a process. So you can see the perspective. In the shared service center, we have around 500 people where we have reduced the cost with, in some areas, up to 50%. If we can do that on the last 22,000 people in the city of Copenhagen, that's actually a lot of PECs pay us money that can go to something else, more teachers or daycares or whatever, or lower taxes, if that's an issue. And that is the next step we're working on is actually doing that. That's a lot of users, right? A lot of employees. And we spoke earlier, you've been a speaker at ServiceNow's Knowledge. You've been a speaker for Devo Team. When you're talking to your peers, your industry peers, what key insights and advice could you give to similar organizations facing the problems you have? Well, I think I have like three different uh, takes on it. First of all, start small because the technology side of it is not the difficult side. It's actually the business side. So the maturity of the organization and the process is really vital on how to succeed and making a good, efficient process in ServiceNow. So start small and grow with the system, grow and mature together. That's one thing. Other thing is don't talk out of the box as a consultant or as me also to support the business, but talk business problems. What are the problems in the business? What are their needs, their demands, and where are they today? And try to solve that and then go back and find out how can we use ServiceNow in the way it is thought to be used in a good manner, but start in the business. And last of it, you have to have the competences all the way around. So the IT, but the process, the project management, the implementation, everything. And as I used to say, IT is maybe 10 or 20% of the project and the organization is the 50%. And then there's the business side of it. That's the 30%. So don't make it an IT project, make it a transformation. And working with Casper, and I'll come to you, Casper, like you've obviously got extensive experience. You know, hindsight is a wonderful thing. We can always look back and reflect. So is there anything that you would have done differently on this project? 
Yes, and I think Susanna also touched on it. So from the get-go, uh, this very ambitious project that we were looking into together, very complicated with a lot of processes all at once in these classic big waves. So one thing is the actual scope, which was maybe too ambitious. The other thing was our collaboration method, and that did not work from the beginning. So we also had to align on how to collaborate in the best possible way. And that took some time and it was uh, painful as well at some times. But luckily, both parties had the goal and ambition of making this work. So we ended luckily in a good place and built on that way of collaborating that we found was beneficial for both parties. We really started to progress quickly and build the solution where we are today and also this good relationship that we have that was actually based on something, a hardship, which we then turned into something good. If you were to wrap that up and say, what is your key learning from the project? The key learning, I think that is the exact at that point. So when facing hardship, you know, don't be afraid, don't run and hide, don't look into a contract and start fighting each other, but look at, you know, how do we move forward? There's something that's broken, our way of working together, we need to fix that. So focus on what you can actually solve in a positive way. That would be my biggest learning from this. And that's refreshing. And Suzanne, you've obviously had a good experience of the honesty, but I know you also pride yourself on being honest as well. So come on, tell us and the listeners, how has it really been working with Devo team? It's been like a great marriage. It has its ups and downs. But what I think is really important and was also a great learning for us as a public sector organization is you have to do something great on trust and on cooperation and not on what does the contract says or who is to blame. And that's really difficult. I've been working in the public sector for 20 years and I've never been in a project with so many money and so much at stake where it's time of material, but it works. I actually think that's the reason we succeeded because we had to talk together and be honest and say, we don't know anything about this, so we need your help here. But we know, so don't come and tell us how to do this and then find the right way to do it and take the decisions. I usually say, if I want consultants, I want consultants to tell me when I get a stupid idea because I do. Sometimes I do. And I want that. If I just have someone who says, yes, well, I don't succeed and we need to succeed together because when the day is over, if I don't get what I want, I will blame Casper because that's the easy part to say that's what those idiot from outside that was not my fault. So it's much easier that we can stand together and say we believe in this and this is the right way to do. I think that's the beauty of the relationship. Like you said, the ups and downs It's like Casper almost becomes either a throat to choke or a back to pat, depending on where we are in that relationship cycle. And it was interesting you said about, you know, you want guidance, right? You want prescriptive guidance. So Casper, from your side, what's the advice that you give to your consultants and to your clients to get the most out of that relationship? Well, many things, of course. One thing is that we as consultants, we need to be able to deliver value to our customers. And in order to be able to deliver value, we need to understand them and we need to build trust between us and our customers so that it doesn't become this vendor-customer relationship, but it becomes a partnership. And that's something we really try to emphasize and train our consultants in, in having this mindset when they uh, work on projects. It's not something that's uh, achieved in a day or two, and uh, some people need more uh, nurturing in that sense. Others do it more naturally. So it's also uh, you know, a question of, are you the nerd that prefers to sit behind the screen in the basement writing code? then maybe you should just do that. And somebody else will have, you know, the, the dialogue with the customer. It's a matter of teaching this way of collaborating to our consultants. 
And if we succeed with that, we succeed with building trust. And when you build trust, it's easier for us to uh, deliver value for our customers. And then they come back asking for more, hopefully at least. So, um, yeah. (laughs) Well, you say asking for more. Suzanne, what more do you want? What's coming up on the horizon for the city of Copenhagen? I think I have a backload of projects uh, that is really, really long. So we are going to look into some other not yet service processes as the next step. Maybe even also in the forthcoming years, looking into citizens' processes as well, so that we can get the whole city. So yeah, we have a lot of perspectives in that area. Casper, lastly, speaking to future clients, can you give them an idea of what to expect from working with Devo team? The experience that we have uh, accumulated and the knowledge and the skills that we have, that's basically our commodity. When we are able to successfully take all the learnings from a project like from the city of Copenhagen, take all these learnings, that knowledge, those competencies into a new customer engagement, then that is to the benefit of us and to the benefit of our customer, of course, that they can you know, not start from, from scratch, but actually build on the foundation that we have built with the city of Copenhagen. That's what they will get from us. You know, we are not starting from page one, but we have done this before. We have a lot of experiences and we have an opinion about how to do this. So please, dear customer, also listen to the professional parts, benefit from our learnings, and let's build on that. It's fantastic. And I think, Suzanne, it's fair to say that's exactly what you're looking for, an opinion, some prescriptive guidance so that we can get the most out of the investment and the relationship. I'd like to thank you both, Suzanne, Kaspar, Thank you once again for joining us, sharing your knowledge, your experience on the public sector, as well as the exciting digital transformation solutions we're all helping to build within it. Your personal insights were very much appreciated. Thank you, Damien. It's always fun to tell about our story. So thank you for letting me do that. Thanks for hosting us, Damien. And uh, thanks, Susanna, for, for spending your time here. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you to our listeners. I hope this has given you some insight as to how organizations are working with Devo Team and creatively using the ServiceNow platform to solve very complex business needs in real time. On the next episode of Public Sector Changemakers, we'll be joined by Devo Team's Mazen Al-Bazra and Dr. Abdul Hamid Alaliwi, General Director of Digital Transformation and IT in the Ministry of Environment, Water and Agriculture, otherwise known as MIWA or MEWA. We'll deep dive into the project that MIWA undertook and how they're using ServiceNow to transform their organization and the lives of their citizens. See you next time.